0: We are very excited today to be in the company of a pioneer who has spent the last century preaching the gospel and establishing ministries far and wide the Reverend dr. Catherine camper author founder pastor teacher preacher friend mentor wife mother and role model is a woman walking out her destiny and wasting no time in spreading the message of salvation. We are up close and personal today with Bishop Camper so that we can get to know her a little better. Bishop Camper we want to ask you a few questions to get a conversation going. My first question is, is there anything you regret not having accomplished in your long list of accomplishments?
1: Yes, there is one thing that is always in my mind. And even now at, at my latter years, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that I always wanted to do was to have... Um, I wanted so much to have something like a halfway house, A house for battered women. Just just a special place. And I think out of all that I really had in mind that I really wanted to accomplish, that is the only area that I have not tapped into. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I become sorrowful and ask myself, why didn't I... Did I really have the opportunity or just why? I've never done it because it's, it's been such a thing in my heart that I really wanted to do. And I, I, I can't answer why that I haven't accomplished that. But I believe that the ministry itself will accomplish that dream that I was not able to fulfill. But I really believe that the ministry will have a house for needed people, to meet the needs of people who um, just won't make it without help. And that's my dream. That's my heart's desire.
0: You have so many accomplishments. While you were speaking, my mind was thinking the exact same thing because your ministry is so far reaching and you have touched the lives of so many people and trained so many people that I believe I touch and agree with you that God will raise someone up under this ministry, the ministry that you started. And this vision that you have for a halfway house will come to pass. I believe it i I really
1: believe that and i thought I thought about <laughs> when 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 the lord was talking to David uh about building the temple mm-hmm. and David had accomplished so much but the Lord let David know David you're not going to build the temple that's right your son Solomon is going to build the temple
0: right. that's right
1: so I'm believing with all of my heart that my children we'll have the halfway house.
0: Oh, how appropriate is that?
1: And I'm, I'm, you know, when a little pressure comes in, you say, oh, well, I don't know. But I know with God, all things are possible and everything that I've been able to accomplish through him, it didn't come on a flowery bit of ease. It come to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe that uh, my children will work, and that that i can't could not that do I believe they will accomplish because mm-hmm. see I believe god my children not only get the blessings that God bestowed on them, but they'll also get the blessings from what God has bestowed on me, mm-hmm. so I believe they will they will accomplish. Mm-hmm. that that I did not get Mm. to accomplish.
0: Oh, those blessings just flow right down. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so exciting. And I was thinking as you were talking, Bishop, isn't it just like God to put you in the middle of a um, community where the need that you have that desire for shows itself every day? Every day. Every day. So that must be very painful for you to have people in the community who – depend on you and trust in you to have the answers yes. for most everything to not be able to provide a service for them that is in your heart,
1: but just has not manifested yet. Right. Many times people will come and say, well, I don't have anywhere to stay tonight. Can you help me? Can you um, help me to, to get enough money to pay for tonight at a, at a motel or mm-hmm. something? And some, that, uh, plenty of times I take it out of my pocket because I feel bad because I don't have it to offer. So I make a sacrifice and says, Okay, here you know, here's a night and um my goodness. That is why you're such a
0: blessed woman and that's why another reason why. There are many reasons, but that's another reason why the people in the community and the people in the city and the people in the this town and the people in this um, lower Eastern Shore right? And beyond love you mm-hmm. so much That's why you're so well known Because you give When you give you give from your heart And you don't give it expecting anything back and That, that, that is, is true That is that is that awesome is
1: true. That is awesome And the mm-hmm. thing that I like about it Whenever that need mm-hmm. comes That somebody comes and really have a need God have prepared me
0: That's amazing. To meet
1: that need. To meet that need. That's
0: amazing. My God. Okay. Well, we know that we could sit here and talk for days because your life has just been one that every Christian should want to model after. Mm -hmm. Um, But for this time, we're just going to ask you questions that kind of have some information that might not have been in your book. And we know that. Your book has sold hundreds of copies, um, and it was very, 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 very well done. And the title of your book, As God Would Have It, The Life and Ministry of Bishop Catherine A. Camper. After having written that book, and people have read the book, and I know have given you many, many, many positive comments about that book, do you plan to write another?
1: I would love to. Uh I'm a little limited physically, and struggling through the physical limitations, I, I really would hope that I would get it to a place where uh, my daughter or somebody could finish it, if I don't get to finish it. But my determination is to begin another book. And uh, so...
0: Well, you know, that makes my heart happy. Um, And as a matter of fact, and I've said this to you, more than one time, you have more than another book. You have books that you have already written, but they're just not ready to be published at this point. But. We'll see because in the near future, I think we'll be we'll be uh, reading something that was written right from your heart and we'll <laughs> all enjoy it. It'll be a bestseller, just like your other one was. <laughs> okay, and I heard you mention about some health limitations that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know how difficult that can be. And we know that recently you were elevated to an apostle. Now, I know some of the things that go along with the... Um, that office, that call, um, but besides your health issues, what are some of the struggles that you have h- had to face
1: as an apostle? As an apostle, I had so much battle inside of me that I want to let out to the people that I am responsible for as pastors in the community and all of that. I have so much inside of me that I want to pass on to them instructions. And the day that we're living in, everybody's facing some challenge. I mean, nobody's fancy free. Everybody's got a, a challenge to face and sometimes, because of the challenges of life, uh, a lot of times we feel that uh, um, that's not for me, or I don't need that. Right now, I need this. When, if we could stop and realize that it is that that you need so you can do this. It's not this you need so you can do that. And so... It's kind of frustrating when you see the need, you offer your help, and you feel like someone is looking at you as though you came from Mars and wondering why you think this deep, why you think this is something that should be accomplished when I'm satisfied surviving. See, and and for a child of God, just to survive is not—it's not good. Mm-hmm. God wants us to be victorious. He wants us to be people who accomplish, not just survive. And I think that's what's happening to a lot in the ministry today, and especially in pastoral ministry. As long as I can keep a few people together and pay the electric and the gas and whatever satisfied that's not where it's at and it kind of it kind of troubles you kind of hurts your heart because people don't have the heart after god as much as you'd like to see Mm -hmm. the main thing people want to do today they want to be recognized by somebody i'd rather be recognized by god amen because I know that if I'm recognized as his child, if I'm recognized as his leader, then I know I'll be pleasing to him. And whatever it is that I need, that I have and somebody need, he'll help me to share it. So, sometimes it brings tears out of your eyes. Sometimes when I sit, and especially last time I'm in this room, I'm in this room more than I am anywhere else. And I sit here to this desk and think of people, maybe somebody just called, and can see so many areas where if they would accept some instructions and follow up on them, that a lot of the little problem that they're having now wouldn't be there. So I just, you know, I say, God, help me to reach them. And I know you're not going to reach everybody, so Mm -hmm. you just say whatever your will is. And whoever I'm to reach, help me to reach them. It's lonely at times because you, you find yourself checking over yourself. And saying to God, where did I fail because this didn't happen? Where did I fail because that didn't come forth? And sometimes it's not that we failed. Because when you've given all you got to give, if people don't accept it, you've given it. And when you get to the end, you're to the end. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's an area where makes it frustrating, makes it lonely, makes it discouraging.
0: Of the 12, 10, 12-plus 12 churches that you have established, do you find that because you're a female, I heard you talk earlier about people not wanting to receive instruction, and <laughs> do you think that people look at you, I mean, you're a female, you're African-American female, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you're educated, Um, you have so many accolades that could be, you know, said about you, and you're not even about that, but do you think part of the difficulty that you experience is because you're female when it comes to Pastors and other people that you tried to help receiving what you have to say
1: yes i i i I really feel that if I was a male had the same mindset uh and everything, I feel that it would be accepted simply because another male would accept it from another male maybe. Some people won't accept anything from anybody. But um, um, I've had to deal with that ever since the Lord had called me because I was a female. But I think about um, Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, and when David sent for him he said, is there anybody from the house of Jonathan? I, I want to show my kindness. And when he, somebody told him that this one child that was crippled, and that uh, but they were going to get in touch with him and tell him that David wanted him. Mm-hmm. And I often think of a sermon that I heard taken from that scripture. He knew I was crippled. When he called me. So God knew that there were going to be handicapped moments Mm -hmm. when he called me. Oh, that sounds
0: like a book title to me. (laughs) Handicapped moments.
1: And I just asked God to help me not to. I don't intend to give up. I don't intend to give up. I intend to give out. I intend to give everything I got to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you know all, all they need is sound advice and they won't take it, that hurts. It's, it's like, say I just come from this side street and there's a great big hole in the street. And I see somebody getting ready to turn down that same street that I just come And I managed to miss that hole because somehow or another the Lord made me aware that that hole was there. So when I got to the end of the street and I wanted to say to the car getting ready to turn in that there's a great big hole in the middle of the street about 20, 25 feet. And, you know, the thing that you hope is that they believe you. They listen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in another half a second or half a minute, you hear this crash, and it's where they ran into that same hole. And and the damage, were if they would have listened, and I know a lot of cases that I've seen areas where people could have been further down the road if they would be willing to listen. But I'm a woman. And I don't have the answers. I'm not supposed to have the answers. And even if God would give them to me, he's not supposed to give them to me because I'm a woman. So we keep on going and we try to make the best of situations. And then... the thing that bothers you so bad sometimes that same person will come right back to you and start talking about where they are a lot of pitfalls and all that but where they are and you've already told them there's a hole in the road oh, my so goodness. we have to be real that's when we have to says God all I can do is warn men,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I think because of jealousy, I think there's a lot of jealousy among people that God would use you and not me, you know. And so, if you're not careful, I mean, they they'll let it out enough for you to know that it's there. Mm-hmm. But I never let anything like that stop me. Mm-hmm. I I made up my mind from the very beginning that whatever God wanted to use me for, I was going to be available. Yes. So I never let that stop me. But it it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Right. Just because you keep on going. Because sometimes it gets you to a standstill where you say, God, is it worth it? You know. Mm. As if you
0: could tell God to call you. You had no control over the call that he has on your life. Right. You have no control over that. And that's unfortunate that everyone doesn't receive it or accept it. But I can tell you that for the most part, from being under your ministry for almost 20 years, um, you are very, very highly respected, both as a pastor, a bishop, and now an apostle. I can assure you of that when you finally understood god's call and he is so merciful he doesn't give us the full picture all at once because we might go running <laughs> running away from him but when you understood maybe even after you were ordained bishop and you knew that there was still more to come how did how did that make you feel how did you Did you were you questioning him? Were you a little nervous? Were you fearful? How did you feel? Because I know that you knew that there was more. And you've always Mm -hmm. known if you read um, as God would have it. You know, you can kind of see that that trailblazer in you. So, you know, that he won't stop using you until you leave the earth. Mm -hmm. So you had to know that there was more. How did that make you feel? And what how did you handle that?
1: It made you determine. Even when something would, would, life would throw a rough blow at you, you still knew that this is not the end, that there is something else. I've got to reach out and do something else. I've got to go on another avenue. I've got to work with another group of people. It's, it's something that's there, and you, you can't get rid of it can't shake it, it lays down with you and gets up with you. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And sometimes, uh, you know, I sit and I say to God, what else? And especially if something didn't go the way that I knew it was supposed to go, I said, God, what else? What else? You know, I I I, I, I think a lot like uh, like Peter, and uh, when they were fishing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when Jesus said to them, uh, "Pull up, go out a little deeper," and uh, Peter thought within himself, "Now wait a minute." You're a carpenter. I'm the fisherman, and uh, and almost to the to the point that you you can't tell me how to fish because I'm the I done this by trade, you know. And and then when Jesus said, you know, just just um. Throw at your net for a catch. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter said, nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word.
0: If you would like to purchase a copy of Bishop Camper's beautifully written autobiography, As God Would Have It, The Life and Ministry of Bishop Catherine A. Camper, please contact Pastor Carla Wongus, at area code 302-260-2483.